Welcome to another edition of the In Search SEO Podcast, where we paint the town red with search marketing insights. Oh boy, do we have a good one for you today, folks. We talk to the great Nati Elimela, the CEO of SEO Israel, all about SEO automation. Why you're really not taking advantage of SEO automation as you should. Who should be using SEO automation and when and how to make sure you don't go too far and get too lost in the world of SEO automation. Plus, we go down the wormhole that is Google's new original source algorithm. Holy crap, we got a lot to talk about there. I am your host, Morty Overson. I am, of course, joined by the enchanting, the virtuous. Sapir Carabello. Hello, Morty. Hello, Hello. Sapir. That's never gonna die, is it? No, I think I think after this week I'm just gonna oh, <laughs> let it boy. die. Thank you, please. Hello, Sapir. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It happened. It happened. Yeah, we had to throw out the entire. <laughs> we're going live. We're doing it live. The entire. The entire format for this podcast got thrown in the trash about. Um, Throw it all yeah, threw it away. We'll talk to you about why we did that in a few moments. But first, do not forget, we release a new episode of the In Search SEO podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find it on the Rank Ranger blog. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on Spotify. And of course, you may subscribe on iTunes. Important note, programming note, we will be gone. This is our last episode for like a month Aww. we're taking a vacation we're going we're doing it live <laughs> but we're taking a vacation first right. right afterwards um we will be back on november 5th i am actually taking some time off we're gonna take a step back refresh mm-hmm. revive mm-hmm. but we will be back again november 5th we have some amazing guests coming your way uh my uh, who we got matt giovanisi Jason Barnard, Michelle Robbins, all lined up for you when we come back on November 5th. Mark your calendars. November 5th. <laughs> let, me, let me put it into your brain one more time. <laughs> November 5th. Thank you, Morty. The 5th th- of November. I think, I think they got it. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, so... Wonder. Oh, oh. Okay. Before we going down the wormhole thing. Okay. If you want to track SERP features, not only can you track all sorts of SERP feature insights with Rank Ranger, not only can you find new SERP feature opportunities, not only can you see how much of the SERP feature market share you or your competition has, not only can you track your progress and show that progress within white label dashboards, but you can track. SERP feature trends for free with our SERP feature tracker as featured many times on search engine land and scroundtable.com. Look for it on the Rank Ranger website under, I think under resources or not at the bottom of the page, but it's there. Right. Find it, use it. It's free. It's awesome. We're moving on. Great stuff for you today. Nati Elamelech, a man who may actually be more sarcastic than myself, is here to tell you why you need to automate the hell out of everything but first wow (laughs) wow so okay i will give you a little programming insight to how we work here every wednesday i sit down i outline what we're going to talk about in the opening segment yeah and it usually works pretty well Mm -hmm. i think it's worked well for us for the last almost a year we're going in almost a year of this podcast that's right that's nice um 
This is episode 45. We're almost at 50. This is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Usually that works really, really well. Mm-hmm. Until Google changed something Thursday evening my time. Or I saw it Thursday evening. And I literally had to take the whole program and throw it in the trash. So we're doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> okay. I always wanted to see that on air. We're doing it live. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Google's original news algorithm. I'm going to walk you through my thought process, my discovery process, and where we ended off and where we are now with this monstrosity of complications and problems and whatnot. We're going down the SEO wormhole. Okay, I'm going to start off, I'm going to do like a timeline, which makes sense. We're doing something about the news. Here's a timeline of events. <laughs> How appropriate. Smooth. smooth really smooth, right? right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> so, all right. I happened to notice, I don't know when it was, when it, recently, you can find it on my Twitter account somewhere, I was like, hey, you know what? This new Google News algorithm originator thing. That was a terrible way to explain that. Yeah, he Yeah, boy. Okay, <laughs> Google came out with this idea that, hey, you know what? We're going to update our news algorithm to show you the original source of the reporting above other results. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Right, right. So if I write a story and then Joe Blow takes my story and mentions it or uses it or rewrites it or whatever, I rank above Joe Blow. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And by the way, I checked it out and it was working. Like there are some stories that we broke within the SEO world and Search Engine Land used that story and they ranked above us and now we rank above them. Right. Great. So I tested it. It, it worked. I was playing around with this mm-hmm. as I tend to do. <laughs> okay. I have no comment. No comment. Yeah. Looking out no <laughs> comment. Fine. As I tend to do. Yeah. And I noticed something really weird. Okay. Elaborate. Because I'm a little bit of a news junkie, or I used to be a news junkie. Not so much anymore, but like I, I don't believe person. that. I used to be a big news junkie. Really? Yeah, <laughs> some news. Uh, now it's just depressing. Oh no. <laughs> or hilarious. Both. Or the hilariously depressing. Either way. Yeah. Um, and I noticed the AP, the Associated Press, the largest, most prominent newswire in the United States, does not rank anywhere on the SERP. It does. For old queries, but new queries, like mm-hmm. new new news content. That's not a weird way to say that. <laughs> new news content. You will not find the AP above the syndicated outlets. Not only that, you will not find the AP anywhere in page one. Oh, wow. I ain't going to page two, but they might be there. Might, they might not be there, okay? So I'm like, you know, why is this happening? That's really weird, isn't it? You would expect, it is. yeah, you right. would expect the AP to rank. Right, they, especially with the new. Especially, yeah, yeah with the new stuff because right. they're breaking it. So what I did was, you know what, my guy, all right, let me... Let me dig in here. Okay. And I ran a query for um, ex- something like um, breaking news or exclusive news AP. And I got a story. I got a story about Scarlett Johansson um, getting engaged to some dude from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? You know what I'm talking about? You know this stuff. I know who Scarlett Johansson is. Yeah. Okay. So she guy, married though. or she got engaged to some guy from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, which okay. I haven't watched in 20 years. Okay. Not since the days of Chris Farley. <laughs> um. I'm like, okay, okay, so they broke that story. Mm-hmm. So let me do a query related to that. So I searched for um, Scarlett Johansson gets engaged married. to whatever the guy's name is. Right. And who ranks number one? The AP? No. No? NBC News has a featured snippet. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> but I thought this was exclusive. AP News. All right. Okay. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, I wonder that AP article that I saw, uh, it was a really short snippet of content. Sometimes the AP does that. Sometimes the AP just releases a tiny little blurb and the other news outlets really expand upon it and embellish it. And it's like, you know what? That makes sense. That In that case, that makes sense. Let the AP rank below the news outlets that are, that are using that story because the, uh, the AP just wrote a little snippet. Okay. I don't want a little snippet. I want to see the full story, right? right? So let ABC News, who wrote a whole full story and used this content and used it as a source, the EP as a source, let them rank higher. Okay. Let them have it. <laughs> they wrote a full story. The EP just wrote a snippet. I thought, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Until I clicked, and, yeah. and, and that wouldn't make sense, right? Right. I think it does. Okay. Until okay. I clicked on the NBC News story, and guess what? What? It was a pure syndication. It was the exact oh. story, that little snippet that the AP wrote. Oh. NBC News didn't embellish on it. They didn't take it and run with it and just use AB, uh, the AP as a source. They actually just syndicated it. Okay. So it was the same little blur. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Why wouldn't they rank? And I'm like, I, I started running all sorts of queries. I literally, I went to ABC News, clicked on the international section, and nine out of ten stories on the international section of, a- of ABC News yeah. are just AP stories. Oh, wow. In syndication. Right. And I literally, I ran, first I started running titles related to the title. Uh, I'm sorry, queries related to the title. So I saw a story about, I don't know, I think it was like some like TV station in Lebanon getting shut down. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, TV station in Lebanon gets shut down. Yeah. AP doesn't rank. Oh. You search for the exact title. Right. AP doesn't rank. Crazy. It was like like one or two out of like the dozens upon dozens of queries I was testing out, the AP ranked. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is whacked. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole theory. I'm like thinking about this. I'm like <laughs> racking my brain. You and your theories. You and my theories. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? I got this. I got this. Here's a theory. And I came up with a theory. Right. I wrote a whole blog post about it. Oh. Which is now in the trash also. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, I had a horrible week last week. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Oh. Right. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Right. Until I saw an article on search engine land. You know what's going on here? Whacked. Boy, this is amazing. Okay. Um, Barry Schwartz wrote an article for Search Engine Land saying that the, um, someone else saw something similar to what I saw. They saw an article that um, whatever news site or a very small news site, whatever it was, wrote and Yahoo News ranked above them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, the issue was that Yahoo wasn't using the canonical tag to go back to the original site. Yahoo was using the canonical to go back to themselves. Okay. Let me explain that in, for people who are not technically up to speed. Right. Okay, so you can use the canonical tag to point back to the original source of the content. It's syndicated content. Let me explain. It's syndicated. <laughs> syndicated means it's the exact same crap that was oh. on the first article, now on the second article. In fact, the title... Is the same. Okay. The author is the same. The content is the same. The images generally are the same. Okay. There are any. Okay. So the canonical should go back to the original news source. Right. Okay. So let's just say site B is the one ranking. Site A wrote the article. Use the canonical to point back to site A and say, hey, they're the original source. Mm-hmm. But most news sites are a bunch of jerks. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just normal. I don't know. And they're pointing back to themselves, even though they're not the ones who really wrote it. Mm. Okay. And Danny Sullivan said to this guy, I forgot who it was, someone famous, so I should remember who they were, but I don't, said the reason why that's happening, why this article, why Yahoo is ranking above the original source, because Yahoo is pointing back to itself, and this other site is also pointing back to itself. Now, that's a problem in its own, I'm sorry, in its own right. 
Right, okay? right. Because of, and Danny's like, well, you know, the, the news site, let's say that they took it from Reuters. They should have in their agreement that you have to point back with the canonical to, uh, to the original site, to us, to, to Reuters. Okay? Great. So then I asked Danny, I'm like, okay, great. But I, I don't see any like why I, I see Reuters. Let me, let me let me go back a step. Sorry, I missed a step. Okay. Reuters ranks. Okay, Reuters, another newswire. They rank pretty well for their stories. Okay. They're not always on top, by the way. Um, but they rank. You usually see them on the first page in the top results in the news carousel and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. The AP doesn't. Mm. So I'm like, Danny, I don't understand. Okay, because these new. Let's say let's say Reuters releases a story. Okay. Think right. of a story. Right. On, give me a title for a story. I don't know. Don't know. Okay, I don't know. The I don't know story <laughs> by Sapir Carabello. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's say um I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm NBC News. Okay? Yeah. So I use my canonical tag. Right? And let's say I took the article on NBC News and I took the article from Reuters. So I'm going to use a canonical tag and I'm going to say that I really wrote it, so to speak. But I'm mm-hmm. going to point back at my own site, NBC News, not mm-hmm. at Reuters. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at sites using the AP. And they're not pointing back to the AP. They're also pointing back to themselves. I'm like, right. what's going on? Both sites, whether they took it from Reuters or from the AP, are using the canonical to point back to themselves and not to the news wire, right. be it Reuters or the AP. Right. So Danny said, and I didn't even think to check this. My mistake. I should have checked this. No, no, no. Reuters is canonicalizing back to themselves for their own articles, and the AP is not. Meaning the AP... Okay, so what you have is like this. For a Reuters article, for a Reuters syndication, let's just say, um, I don't know, uh, but, 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 but CNN is using the Reuters story. Mm-hmm. Okay? CNN is going to use a canonical and point back to CNN, right. not to Reuters. Right. But Reuters is doing the same thing also. They're saying, okay, we wrote the story. We're going to also point back to ourselves with the canonical as being the original source and will rank. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's take an AP story. Let's say ABC News is taking the AP's article, yes? Yeah. Yes. They're using the canonical and pointing back to who? The AP. AP. No, ABC News. Ah. Uh, right? ABC News. Right. They're pointing back to themselves, right? right? Great. The AP, unlike Reuters, is not pointing back to themselves with the canonical. There's no canonical. So the AP is writing this stuff. Hundreds, if not thousands of sites are syndicating it. And because of a stupid canonical tag, the AP is not only not above other results, it is not on the SERP at all because of a canonical tag. And I lost my mind. I'm just baffled. You have the largest newswire in the entire United States not ranking on the SERP. Because of a canonical... It's that easy. It is that easy to jack someone else's content, basically. Just make... Just cash them in their mistake of not using the canonical tag, and then you canonicalize it to yourself, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You're the original source now. I, that doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. couple of things, what I think should be different. And a couple... Okay, I, let, me, let, me, let me keep going with this. Let me go down the wormhole a little bit more. Yeah. Okay? I was speaking to Ali Berry, who works for The Motley Fool, was a financial news publication who was appear who has appeared on this very podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and she meant they have the same problem. They they use a canonical tag, they point they point back to themselves, and they also have Yahoo ranking above them. Right. Okay. Not only that, okay, she told me that 
NASDAQ uses their articles. NASDAQ is the, um, the technology stock exchange. And, and NASDAQ, when they post things on their site, does use Economical to point back to The Motley Fool. And they still rank ahead of it. Oh, wow. Okay? So something, I don't know if you want to call BS. I want to go that far yet because I haven't really studied it this far. But something is out of whack here. Right. Okay? You, you have uh, sites using the canonical, pointing back to the original source, still ranking ahead of the original source. So there's mm-hmm. one issue. Mm-hmm. Two, you're, you're relying on a canonical. You're leaving off in a major news element, a major news source off the SERP. And, and, and okay, I, I asked, I was wondering, what, why doesn't Google go by the timestamp? In other words, AP releases it, let's say, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They right. release a story. Right. And, and I tested it out. Because Reuters posts by the minute. AP goes by the hour, I believe. When they post, like, we posted it this hour. We posted this last hour, three hours ago, four hours ago. But the, Reuters uses minutes. We posted this five minutes ago, seven minutes ago, eight minutes ago. Right. So I looked at their stories as they were coming out. And then I was looking on Google to see how long it took for someone to pick them up. And it took, it, it took at least a few minutes. So why not look at the timestamp and say, okay, timestamp. We index this content. Here's the content. The first one by the timestamp is, is the AP or is Reuters. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Right. And, and Ali Berry confirmed for me that, yes, most sites, it's not, it's not automatic. They, they have a selection process. It at minimum takes a few minutes, usually longer because you're selecting which ones you do want, which ones you don't want from the wire. So look at the timestamp. I understand. That, okay, I've got a little bit of pushback with the timestamp thing. I, I, fine. Okay, too hard, too complicated. We can't do it. And by the way, I'm speaking a little bit in speculation because I don't really understand. I don't really understand the full process of what Google does in the back end. No one does. Okay, but I don't see why you couldn't use a timestamp. But fine. Let's say you. Let's say I'm wrong, and you can't use a timestamp. Okay. So use the freaking author, because hundreds of articles are saying so and so from the AP by AP wrote this same author over and over. And over again, you see the AP hundreds of times and you don't think, hey, wait a second, you know, maybe ABC didn't really write this because they're saying they didn't write this. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but Google, you know that this is happening, right? You know the AP writes all the articles and then all these other outlets just syndicate them, just pick them up rather. So you know it's happening. It's not like we have to fin- you know, we have to, you know, dig and see what's happening. How is it? You know what's happening. You know, you have Reuters, you have uh, the AFP, I think, whatever it's called. You have the AP. You have your big news wires. You know what's happening. You could just go by authority. You could just go by authority, right? AP is a major authority. They rank. End of story. Or just go by the title. Oh, but there's no markup on the title. How's Google going to pull Google says we don't need markup. We have machine learning. We don't need the actual markup to pull this stuff out. And Google has a whole been honing in on authorship recently, ever since the whole EAT YMYL conversation began. So hone in here and pull out the author. And I understand, by the way, I think, see, why, let me ask you a question. Okay. Why isn't the AP just using the canonical tag? Yeah. Right? Right. Right. Because the AP is not a profit organization. Oh. oh. That's interesting. Theory. I have a theory the AP is doing it on purpose. The AP oh. is out, is out stupiding Google here. <laughs> The AP's nose, like, hey, hey, you guys, you guys are being, I, I would call it lazy almost, but we'll call it saving resources and using, and just, you're just looking at the canonical. And they're not using it on purpose. Why? Because Reuters is a for profit corporation. Right, okay? obviously. The AP is not. Mm-hmm. The AP is owned by, do you know who the AP is owned by? 
No. The AP is owned by the publishers themselves. It's almost like a, I will call it a um, publishing union. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ABC News, NBC News, whatever news, the Wichita Times, the Kansas Times, the Seattle Times, whatever it is, they all sort of own the AP. So why would you want the AP ranking above your actual content? You're the one, you're the publishers. You want, we want us to rank and not the AP to rank. So the AP is not using the, the canonical. Right. Same with keeping ourselves off. But from a user perspective, you're, in my mind, you're missing out or you're not showing the user the full news picture. Because why do you want to show the original source of the content in general? Because that really tells the user the real news. Who's the authority here? Who's the major news source here? Who should I look to here? How is the news cycle working? How is it operating? Had the original source, had the syndicated, right? But without the AP showing, you're missing, you're not showing the user a major part of the news equation. Do you think the user cares? I think, yeah, I, I think for think sure. So. I think as long as he consumes, you know, the content, that's... I'm a purist. I think, no, I, I, <laughs> I, want, to, I want to know, yeah, I do. For mm-hmm. example, because like if I see the AP's the original source here, yeah, so I t- that takes away from from ABC News's authority to me. Okay, right? They're not. They didn't create this. Let me just. I would just go to the AP. Why am I going to go to ABC News for? I'm just go to the AP, which is I think, which is exactly why the AP is not putting the canonical tag in. I think because they don't want that. Right. Okay. It 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 it, it, it behooves Google to get a little more complex with how they're looking at this. Because if you're just going with the canonical, it is so easy for the right content not to show up. And it just it's a it's a bad way. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand it's been going on forever this way. And you don't have to change it in general. Just change it for news content. Whether it be through time separate looking by the author. I had another point and I totally forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Nuts. Oh, okay, I remember, I remember. Okay. Where does the AP show up, by the way? Where? Old queries. Yeah, yeah. Old news queries. Because right. the AP, if you look at their numbers, their backlinks, their traffic, like, great, great stuff. Right. Great website. Really. <laughs> Primo. Right. Primo stuff going on there. <laughs> Knock up, bang up, bang up job, AP. You guys are great. But they're ranking literally for keywords like OJ. OJ Simpson, they rank for. Of course you know I that. Know, of course know, you know, know that. I know I love OJ jokes. <laughs> How do you? I'm not gonna do it. Oh, uh, I know, please. Uh, off, off well, <laughs> when we go offline and tell you the joke. Okay, okay. Not online. Not on the air. Um, they rank for old. Words. They rank for old, like Robert Mueller. They're there. Th- broad keywords like indictment, sentencing. They're there. Okay. But for new content, they're not there. Now I'm curious if that's just about like a. The, it takes Google. Glenn Gabe. I was talking to Glenn Gabe about this on on Twitter. He's like, "Yo, oh, well, maybe it's because it takes Google a little while to figure out that AP is really the real source," which again, I don't think it should either by timestamp or by looking at the author mm-hmm. and pulling that out because you don't need structured data to do that. Google said they can do it without structured data, like I said. But anyway, I'm not sure it's that, or once the query is so old, like OJ, it's not part of the news algorithm anymore. So maybe it's like part of a different structure, mm-hmm. and that's why they rank. I don't know. But I do know that the news algorithm, I, I really want to write a post about this. Um, it needs updating. By the way, I wrote a piece maybe two years ago about fake news. I did a whole case study about fake news in the, um, in the top stories carousel, and it's still a major problem no matter what anybody says. If you, I haven't done this in a month, so maybe over the last month it's changed. But if you go right now and you type into Google important news or breaking news, which websites would you expect to show up? Give me, give me a website. Breaking news. 
Mm, CNN. CNN. Okay, CNN, ABC News, CNN, MSNBC, whatever it is, right? Right. CBS. Google's, when it comes to the top stories carousel, yeah, is so reliant on the title. And we talk. I think I've talked about this on the podcast way, way, way back. It's so reliant on the title that you're gonna get like you know like I was gonna say a bad word. I'm not gonna say it. Um, <laughs> it, it shows you a news station from like Timbuktu, like a local news station from like the middle of like Montana. Why? What's in their title? What important news or breaking news? The keywords <laughs> in the title. So CNN doesn't show up because CNN's not gonna run breaking news into the title. They don't. No, it's like weird. I just put breaking news in the title. No, I would imagine that. Right, but but some like you know like some like. <laughs> back ass station from like Montana you know <laughs> KCW 321 here we are KWC 321 where breaking news happens in Montana so right. they put breaking news in their titles oh. so they show up in the news carriers for breaking go ahead try it try it go ahead right now if you're driving I don't care crash your car <laughs> search for breaking news important news big news and what will you see are titles that include the terms either breaking news big news or important news whatever you search for because Google's news algorithm is a little bit too simplified, as evidenced by the canonicalization fiasco that we just talked about here. Mm-hmm. And now you see why I threw the whole s- synopsis of the podcast, how we're going to go about it out the window <laughs> late Thursday. Right. And how we decided I wasn't writing and I was going to, we're doing it live. <laughs> and I'm, I'm taking the car, the old one, I'm ripping it up as we speak. I'm flinging it around our studio. You can hear the pages go flying. That's it. You're going to pick all, all this up. You know of course. That, right? Yeah, okay. I can kind of after myself. <laughs> I'm not my kids. <laughs> You're not? No. I mean, they will be me when they get older. Poor kids. Mm, oh, wow. Poor no. kids. <laughs> okay. Boy. <laughs> okay. From that, from what I don't understand, something I very clearly understand, Nati Ali Malach is awesome, and you got to hear what he has to say about SEO automation. Here is our conversation. Cut one. Welcome to another In Search SEO podcast interview. Joining us today is the CEO of the foremost SEO agency in all of Israel. In fact, it's called SEO Israel. He is a serious SEO. He is Nati Elimelech. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Modi. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I know a lot of people say this, but this is actually one of my favorite podcasts. Nice. You re- yeah, you really helped me get to some traffic hell. So <laughs> thanks for that. My, my pleasure. Uh, I feel your yeah, pain. Th- this- this is like basically for you throwing the first pitch at the World Series, but, you know, smaller than that. So I am excited. <laughs> you, oh, you, you threw a baseball reference at me. Nice. Thank you. I did. Thank yeah, you very yeah, much. I, I really appreciate yeah. that. I, I really do listen to the podcast. So, you know. I know you do. So I appreciate that as well. Um, so I, I, know, I, I know that you have, I have to ask you about this. You have a dog and, and you have a cat, but you yeah. write that you hate the cat. So then why do you have the cat? Well, m- maybe hate is, is uh, too strong of too a strong. word. I dislike the cat, yeah. Like... Um, basically, my dog is an angel. Right. It's a husky that only shows love. Nice, nice and dog. And warmth and, you know, everything that is good in the universe. And the cat is a hell spawn, <laughs> a, a cuddly hell spawn. And that ruins everything. So, you know... But I you still like love it because you don't get rid of it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like a Stockholm syndrome. I, I'm just, 
I'm just, you know, too invested, so it's too late to get rid of it now. Oh, so you're counting down the days until it dies, basically. You don't have to feel guilty it, about it, it, it. It's like six months old, so I have... Oh. The, the, I, I'm, I'll be gone before the cat, you know, the cat. Is, so... I'll be laughing yeah. on your grave. Haha, <laughs> I won. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about SEO automation today. One of my favorite topics because we are an SEO automation tool, so it only makes sense. So before we get into it deeply, just you know, get all of our listeners up on the same page. What when we say SEO automation, what what does that mean? Or automation in SEO, what does that mean exactly? Okay, so I'll start with uh, a bit of a confusing definition. For me, SEO automation is the process of freeing up a lot of time spent on grant work and reinvesting it in quality work. Um, when you say, you know, automation tools like Rank Ranger, uh, I, I don't actually see them as automation tools. I see them as the standard um, for our practice. When I talk about automation in SEO, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, well, see, the way I see it, SEO has four major aspects to it. Yeah, um, right. there's content and, and optimization work, no news there. And there's technical infrastructure and website health, which some like you dislike. Right. Uh, one is uh, <laughs> online reputation and goddamn incoming links management. And one is what I call monitoring. It's finding and fixing what's broken, performance issues, sudden metric drops or rises. And so on. You know, things that range from four or four issues to conversion rates. Right. Anything you need to monitor or check up on. So when I talk about SEO automation, I'm mainly talking about automating the hell out of the monitoring part of it. Okay. I'm talking about taking those manual repetitive tasks that are a big part of SEO work and making sure that as little time as possible is spent on doing this. So it's really it's an issue of making sure you're not being inefficient with your time, basically. Exactly, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's mean connecting to or with our, the tools we use on a daily basis, like rank tracking services, Google mm-hmm. Analytics, uh, Screaming Frog, Search Console, and so on, and so on. Getting the data we need out of these tools or services, and doing something with that data. And you uh, think not this just applies? Getting... I'm sorry, no, you're the guest. You go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I insist. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm talking about not just getting a value or an indication about something, but also making sure the next step is well on its way, you know, doing something mm-hmm. with it. And you think this applies to everybody across the board, whether you're a big SEO agency, an enterprise level um, agency, or you're a mom and pop local SEO, you're, you're doing in-house SEO for your small website across the board. Everyone should be doing automation? Or using automation? I rather? think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's extremely helpful. Uh, you know, in scale, but also when you are a mom and pop operation, you really don't have a lot of time to put into SEO. Right. Um, so you need to minimize whatever you can, whatever time you spend on doing these tasks, those menial tasks, uh, so you can focus on what actually helps, what's effective. Right. What are you going to do if you're a mom and pop, you're tracking, you know, 20 keywords, you're going to check their rank every day and record it in a spreadsheet? I mean, that sounds... That sounds insane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is insane. Or are you going to, you know, uh, monitor for errors or broken links or right. whatever you need to monitor for? You, you, you either don't know how to do it, you don't have the time, or you just prioritize things differently. So something suffers. So it's impossible to go and actually perform and do SEO without some form of automation. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I, I, I would say it's a trade off. If you don't, automate certain aspects of it, you end up not doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we are talking about SEO at scale, 
uh, be it large agencies like us or just SEO work for, let's say, a monstrous website, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a lot of monitoring, monitoring work. You've got hundreds of checks to perform with different scopes for each, for each check. Uh, so some are page level and must be applied to dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of separate URLs at, at once. Some aren't. Now, those numerous little actions really add up. Now, what, what happens when you're pressed for time? One of the, oh, one of the three things happen, uh, in my opinion. You either get more manpower to handle the load, which never happens. <laughs> That's true. So don't count on it. That's true. Um, you can skip some of these tasks, or at best, don't perform them as frequently or at, at the scale you'd like. Or you do put the time into, you know, um, doing those little tasks, those little actions at the expense of other burning issues you wanted to sort out or instead of that beautiful piece of content you wanted to start working on. So either way, something suffers. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, something comes at the expense of another thing. SEO people are very busy. Yeah. I haven't meant an SEO person what, what their weight uh, that are extremely busy during work hours. Okay, I'll, I'll just say during work hours. Um, so it's it's necessary in my opinion. So that's a great point because how do you figure out the value of that trade off? Because obviously these tools aren't free for the most part. So when do you know? Okay, you know what? It's a, this task is it's small enough. I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. Versus okay, it may be a small task and I have to pay for the tool, but it's worth it. Uh, all right. Okay. So how are you with numbers? Do you like math? Oh, man, don't know. I have a calculator. So, yeah, do all, all the right. math you so, want. So you've been a history teacher. You've been an English teacher. Right, but teacher. I actually taught math for one year to, like, fifth graders. That was horrible. The worst year of my life. So there, there, there's, like, a year of students that have came out with no No math. They know math. nothing. No we math learned history knowledge. instead. Yeah, they can't count. Pass 11. They basically, you know, take the garbage out. They do dishes. They 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 clean restaurants. <laughs> no, no, they're historians. They're historians now. Oh, historians. Yeah, yeah. So, they, yeah they, that's they, that's they what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. can't do math. Uh, all right. That, isn't that what historians do? Anyway. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, okay, this is going to surprise you. I'm going to let's try and calculate how a menial te- test really takes. So, let's talk about checking a page speed score. Okay. okay? Uh, let's pretend page speed score actually matters as much as people assume right, it does. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, and, another, that's another and story. We, and we've decided it's important when we need to do it frequently. So if I ask you how long it takes you to manually check a URL page speed score, how long would, what would your answer be? A couple of seconds. couple of seconds. All right. I, I knew you'd say something like that. I wouldn't say a couple of seconds, but... I've got to tell you, everyone thinks that everything takes about five to 10 minutes. We always assume things take less time than they actually do. Okay. And that's that's actually a thing. It's called the, the planning fallacy. Look it up. I will. I'm going to write it down. Uh, whenever we do something, whenever we, we try to to evaluate the cost, uh, being it time, money, or other resource, we actually think it's going to take us less time than it ever does. Right. So let, let's do some math. Um, okay. I hated numbers in high school. I hated them at university, and now I love them. So really? How did that? Ha- I just want to know how did that happen? Because now they're a tool at my disposal. <laughs> it's not a chore, so I'm not forced into using them. Right. One one day by me. One day by me. Exactly. Right. So so let's break down the process of manually checking a URL's page speed score. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
So I, 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 we'll see that actually everything we think is one action is, is, is a lot of smaller actions, a set of smaller actions. So basically, what's your first step? You, you, you want to go out, you want to go and check a URL. What do you do? What's your first step in that process? Oh, you got to pick which well, pick the URL you want. But fine. All uh, right. Let's, let, let, let's load it. Okay. So basically, your actual first step is to sign in and open some sort of a tool, Google or Google Drive. Right. And get the URL you need to monitor. Right? Right. right. True. So that's step one. So you need to log in into, into the tool. You need to find the file you're looking for. Uh, you actually need to find the URL in that list. In the, on that file. Okay, so I, I skipped all those steps. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yep, yep. So, okay. so that's two minutes, right? Okay, that's true. That is two minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll never you find have... in the first try where I put the file, where is this file like a four million folder? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so step one and two is actually opening that, that whatever, whatever your file is. Step two is actually finding the file. Uh, then you have to open PageSpeed Insights tool to actually open it. Uh, via the, the, the online tool or right. the audit tab in Chrome. You have to paste that URL and you have to start that audit. That audit ranges from 30 seconds to sometimes over a minute. Um, so let's say like two or three more minutes, right? Okay. Right. So now you get the score. You actually checked the page score of a URL, but that doesn't stop there. You have <laughs> you, to record it. Depending on what the score is, you, you have to do something with it, right? Right. Let's say if it's lower than 65 on mobile, you have someone from the tech team have a look at it. And that's when the process is over, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I am I said, setting you up. That's a trick up. question. I, know I the am question. setting you up. It is wrong. You should have <laughs> said that's right. You ruined the entire flow. Okay, so that's wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> basically, to make that someone from the tech team have a look at it, you need to either send an email with all the relevant details or open a task, a course, a card, or whatever it's called on your project management system and assign it to the correct person. Let's say you're a super fast typer and can do it in under seven minutes. Huh, you know, you've okay. logged in into everything, you've sent an email, you've documented the details, blah, 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 blah. So let's sum up. That's roughly 20 minutes per year. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're about right. You're about, I have like 17, 18 minutes here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, if, if we're generous, it's even 15 minutes. Okay. So, okay. so if you say it's about 20 minutes per year, let's say you had your two-step authentication uh, on the way to, for you, when you wanted to log in, it took a bit more time. And let's say you need to one, monitor a hundred different URLs. All right. <laughs> we, we actually monitor thousands right. of different websites. Yeah. And you want to be doing that once a week in a perfect world, in a perfect reality, when you actually achieve everything you want to achieve during that week. So we've got 20 minutes per URL, right? Four times a week, uh, four times a month, once a week, and times 100 URLs. That's, <laughs> let me, 8,000 minutes. Right. Okay. 8,000 minutes. 8,000 minutes. I, th I think you, roughly... pro you proved your point. No, I'm going on. You're going <laughs> <laughs> to rub it in. I'm going to drill it. So <laughs> 8,000 minutes are roughly 130 hours a month, right? Okay. I'm gonna that's trust almost you. a full-time job. Ah, perfect. That's exactly so what that's I want to spend a job on. That's, that's almost a person doing that one and only thing, that one task, if you actually wanted to do it at that frequency. Each and every single day, that's one person doing just that. Right. So if you do it right, scale doesn't matter. Analyzing one URL takes as much time as analyzing 100, 1,000, 10,000. True. So that's the point of SEO automation in my view. 
Okay, so that's a great point. Like, obviously, that makes a ton and ton of sense. But there have to be drawbacks to that. For example, you, you, you're doing so much automation. You have so much data coming your way. You're, you're looking at so many things. How do you know what to pick out? How do you know what you're f- to focus on? How do you not to get lost in the, all of that data? Well, because that's the, that's the, like, that's the, I guess the, um, the slippery slope with automation. You could just, Hey, it's so easy. I can get so much data, but there is a point where it's too much. That's a great question. Um, I, I actually use automation to avoid looking at too much data. So basically the point is, you know, having a system that alerts you and triggers something whenever something's happened, whenever a check returns a certain value. So if you want to automate something, you need to make sure two things happen. You need you need to know exactly the metric or data you want to check up on, and you know you need to know exactly what the following action uh, is depending on all the possible values of the check. Okay. So I I don't want you looking at tons of data. I want you looking at certain data points that the system triggers based on what you've set up. For example, if if we go back to the page speed thing, I don't actually need to see the page speed score each week for every URL. I just need to know when it, 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 it's below a certain threshold. Right. Below a certain value. So it's, it actually helps me avoiding, you know, looking at too much data and just getting lost in it. That's a good point. So you use a lot of alerts, I'm assuming. Um, sometimes it's alerts. Sometimes it's actually follow-up, um, you know, tasks. Just, just right. like the page speed score, right. the thing is that it, um, whenever something isn't right, the person that needs to take care to take care of it uh, actually is assigned the task because the relevant details assigned the deadline. It, it, something happens, mm-hmm. so alerts are just the the, the most basic output yeah. of that process. That's actually a really interesting aspect to all of this because when you think automation, you think tools and that and that sort of thing. You you, you focus on okay, the, I have the tool, I have the data, it's automated, but there's really so much that goes on behind the scenes or before we even get to the tool, and that's really the person because. As much as we like to, you can't avoid people, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I am trying, but... <laughs> I know, uh, me too. It doesn't work. But, every every yeah, day my yeah, wife they, comes home, my family comes home, and there's nothing I can do about it. And they just keep showing they up. They keep showing up, and they don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your cat. Um, God damn, take it off my hands. So I, I'll trade um, you. I'll trade you a kid for a cat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. About I don't know. Don't do it. It's a bad well, deal. Well, well, let's talk about it after the podcast. Okay, fine. So let me, let, me, yeah. let me focus back on the question because you have this. You, you have so much on the back end or before you ever get to the data, before you ever get to the tool, and that's the team. But how do you make sure that – and there's so many tools. How do you make sure that each person working on whatever tool – and it could be multiple tools – are properly trained, properly set up, and know what the heck they're doing because otherwise the tool could be great, but it's a total waste. Yeah, we have – we do have – a huge amount of tools we use on a daily basis. Um, I think the trick is, it's not a trick, but it's, it's my you know way of seeing things. I actually don't make sure my team is trained on, on all the tools we're using. You're, you're absolutely right. That's extremely inefficient. Though, and it's the opposite of what we're trying to achieve using automation. I am a firm believer of high expertise. I don't want jacks of all trade. Yeah. They are, as you know, masters of none. Masters of none. Uh, you know, Pick a thing, stick to it until you're the best at it. Uh, and uh, in our company, automation is largely handled by uh, dedicated team members. So you have one person doing all your, let's say, your site audits. You have one person working on your... Exactly. We have a technical SEO team. So what they do is just pretend to be in the metrics and look at code, 
look at you know markups look at bot activity sounds they fun. know nothing about content yeah that's that's basically your, your worst nightmare right yes so, yeah so so they know nothing about content they know they don't need to they need to speak bot right um, and our content people no content they 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 don't need to understand that part because i i really met some amazing SEO people uh during my years in the in the industry uh, but I've never met someone that's absolutely great at everything. Yeah, me neither. I, I, you, and I, you're, yeah. you're talking to mom right now, man. So, <laughs> Whoa, I don't know. How do we know this? You can't, and that's <laughs> the, the beauty of it. But it's out there I'll now. Take, so. I'll, I, I, I will take you at your word. No, there are, you. there are you know, few, few and far between, which makes you guys so special. But I... Most people are not. And that's fine, by the way. And most people get hung up on the fact that, hey, I don't special, I don't do this, I don't do that. I'm not a good SEO, but that's not how it works. Okay, we're off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You don't need to be the best of everything. Just be very good at be good one, at one or two thing. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay. Funny question for you, because I I'm always wonder about this. When you have a tool, I'm, I'm sure it depends on the tool. But generally speaking, how much time do you think it really takes a person to learn a tool? Because they're... As time goes on, and I can speak for us, the tools are only getting more robust and more complicated and more doing more. So most of, most of the tools out there right now are basically bloatware. Um, not in the, in the, in the, you know, the bad sense of it, mm -hmm. but in the, well, yes, in the bad sense of it. <laughs> there is a learning curve. I don't think anyone is going to know a tool perfectly because when you get, once you get used to the tool, you know, you have like a, a month of actually learning the tool and learning how to use it perfectly. By the time you're there, uh, you probably haven't caught up with all the new features, updates, or whatever, and you don't have time to. So there's always, you know, chasing that new feature, that new tool inside that set of tools you have. So it never stops. It never ends. That's what I love about SEO, by the way. Yeah. It never stops never learning. Stops. That's, no, that's true. That is something really unique about the industry, but yeah. It is. It's amazing. It's I've amazing. never had a job that actually keeps me on my toes all the time. Yeah, all the time. I think what's new, what's going on, how do I, how do I interpret this, what do I do next? I, I, I never get bored. Yeah, I never, me neither. You know, I don't get bored that's easily. That's the beauty of our industry, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Okay, you know, you're, you're talking about tools being a little bloated and you're talking about learning the tools and I'm going to ask this in, in, in self-interest. There, <laughs> there are ulterior motives to this, but what do you think the tools should be doing now differently than what they currently are? In general, obviously, each tool is different and so forth. Um, well, I think that's something that Google Analytics actually started doing it. And a lot of uh, PPC tools start doing now is, you know, um, pushing more insights yeah. instead of just findings. Um, I think we, we still have a long way there. Yes. But I think, and, and it is related to automation, you know, in a sense that you take the information and you do something with it other than displaying dry, you know, data. Uh, and I think what tools are missing right now is whatever we call, you know, artificial intelligence or machine learning or whatever. That's something that I assume is going to catch up in the next yeah, few it's, years. I, I, I think it's coming, yeah. It's coming in a few yeah. years or maybe yeah, sooner. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what's missing right now. Do you think, because there is an interesting focus on insights. I know we ourselves at Rank Ranger, we've been far more focused on, on, on insights, I would say, in the past two years or so. Do you think that the, the insights that are out there now within the SEO industry, are they really actionable? And you can f feel free to be critical. 
I take criticism fine. No, no, I don't right? Think they're actually yeah, I have the yeah. same feeling. Interesting. Okay. We're not there yet. We're just not there yet. What do you think? So you think it, it, the only way to get there would be through AI and machine learning? And uh, mostly, yeah. But but for some part of it is actually the industry itself not agreeing on what you need to do in certain cases. You know, SEO is technical. SEO is content, but a lot of professionals view it very differently one from another, you know? Right. Different tactics, different th- ways to go about things. So even if you had insight, um, I think the, the role will always be some part of it that's actually your personal opinion. It may be derived from experience or from some sort of, you know, knowledge you've accumulated over the years. But there's always that thing that makes every single SEO person I know work a bit differently from other people in the industry. Yeah, the, the SEO intuition. I find that funny because we're so data driven, but there is so much, I, I, I will call it secrecy because of the way Google handles certain things that you don't really know for sure what is and what's not. And even when Google says something, you always have to sort of read between the lines. So you have your sort of intuition of what you really think is going on. And I think that's undervalued, actually, because I think we rely so much on what Google says and so much on data and so much on this and so much on that. That intuition of, you know, I think this is what's really going on here sometimes gets lost, in my opinion. That's that's absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Whenever we try to approach a certain problem or you know any SEO related issues, uh, we try to think what what's behind Google's thought process. What are they after? What do they want us to yeah. do? It? Um, so let's say, for example, if we talk about JavaScript frameworks and they want us to do some uh, server side rendering or pre rendering or whatever. What's their motives? If right. you think about it, you know it's about saving resources. Yeah, for sure. A lot of it's about yeah. saving resources. Yeah, but if you ask most people why they need to do it, they'd say because Google can't read it well, can't read the code well. But that's not the reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You always need to, to look into things and try to figure out the, 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 the rationale behind those, those things Google puts out there. So, so you set me up before a little bit. I'm going to set you up to come back in this point a little bit. So you, right. <laughs> no, but in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you think that, that you've mentioned this to me, that, that um, automation within the SEO industry is largely ignored. And I'm curious why you think that because there's, I mean, from my perspective, I sit around talking about SEO automation all day long. So I'm curious why you think that SEO automation is being um, undervalued. All right, so I do feel automation is, is largely neglected, and I'll tell you why I think that is. Um, for some reason, automation is generally associated with marketing or sales-related activities. You know, take this lead and do whatever with it, send that document or that link or this message or push, push this on that platform or whatever. I don't know, maybe automation in SEO is somewhat neglected because SEO, uh, SEOs are usually very busy people, and there's not a lot of time in which to do it. Thus, coming back to the actual need for automation in SEO. Um, so I think it's neglected because, you know, people don't realize that automation is not about data. It's about redundant processes, you mm-hmm. know? It, it's about wasted time. So if you, if you actually put the time into creating that infrastructure, you're going to save tons of it. I'm not going to bore you with numbers again, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no. um- at the same time, though, this is the, this is the setup. Is there isn't there a little bit of over reliance 
on some of the automation process that we do. For example, one of the things that we can't do well as tools is, um, and we're something that we're working on, is to understand user intent or how, how Google understands intent. And that ties into the machine learning thing that we just spoke about before. So yeah, I, I agree with you. There is a, and I, and I think you're right, okay, that the idea, the reason why we don't, we don't think about automation in the correct way, we think about it as data and not as time-saving, which I think is an amazing point that you need to drive home. And if you're listening to this, you need to change your way you're thinking about automation a little bit. But there are still areas where automation just doesn't, doesn't cut it the way that we like it to. Like, there's no substitute for going to a SERP, looking at what Google's showing, um, what the intent breakdown is. For example, my, my classic example is buy car insurance. You're going to see tons of sites offer you information about how to choose, reviewing car insurance policies, not just offering you um, opportunities to buy car insurance. And you would never know that just by using automation. Uh -huh. You're absolutely right, and I know I know you do love the SERPs. So I have another simple rule to designing what actually what actually can be automated, what should be automated, and what shouldn't be. All right. So one simple rule: if okay. it's dumb, if it's simple, and if it's repetitive, automate. Automate. So okay. if it's dumb, meaning there's no thought process, you need to perform. There's no if if you go to the SERPs and you need to analyze user intent. Uh, you know, no automation tool is going to give you the data. No, not yet. So, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So, so is that like a, a spoiler? You know, I'm not saying anything. No, it's, if it's all a spoiler, right, it's right. it's a spoiler that you're gonna have to hold on to for a little bit. All right. All right. So it's gonna be dumb. So you know, looking at the steps and figure out user intent isn't something you should be automating. As I said, it's gonna be repetitive. Otherwise, you aren't saving much time, and it's gonna be simple. Like passing a URL to a tool, checking and comparing KPIs or getting some sort of true or false value on a check, you know? Right. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, if you need to think about it, it's don't automate it. That's basically it. That's a good point. I mean, and people, I think, do the opposite. I think people try to use yeah. automation in yeah. a way where I'm going to try to get deep insights into, you know, some more qualitative, holistic ideas. It doesn't really work that way. Exactly. Exactly. So, so is that the, the whole point is, you know, freeing up enough time so you can put the time into thinking, go. into analyzing, into into using your actual brain. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. You still have to use your brain. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't advise you know against not using it. It's something <laughs> I tried. It didn't bring up any good results. So use your brain, um, and that's what makes good SEO people good. Yeah. That exactly is what it is. Right, so being that we're talking about this now then, what makes you choose, or when, oh, let's put it this way. And again, in the, in, it's a self-interest question, but when you look at a tool and you're looking to yeah. automate something, so how do, you, how do you look at that tool? Like what's your decision process like when you say, you know what, this tool is great, this tool is not great, I want to do this, I don't want to do this. All right, so the most important thing for me, uh, other than the data the tool provides, is whether I can actually pull the data using an API. Okay. You know? Basically, automation is taking data from point A, doing something with it, manipulating it, running whatever on it, and then pushing it into data B. That could be an action, a follow-up action, whatever. So the most important thing for me is that I can actually connect a tool to the, the data the, tools, the tool offers without using a GUI, without logging in, mm -hmm. without wasting my time on clicking <laughs> on stuff. Right. I don't like to click on stuff. Stop making me click stuff. I want to see the data my own way, using my own methods, 
and and that's the most important thing for me. Just be connected. Be, 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 let other people use your abilities the way they want. And that's an advanced SEO right there for you. <laughs> that that's how you know you're talking to an advanced SEO. I don't want to see graphs. I don't want to see charts. Just give me raw numbers. You do like numbers. You love numbers then. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> that's not cats. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me ask you one final serious question before I get into something a little bit less serious. Yeah. Now, so okay, so we, we know what you what you look for in a tool and so forth, but let us know what are some f- maybe some out there things or some different things, unique things that you are doing with automation that may surprise some people. Well, uh, you know, the SEO automation aren't sexy. That's not. I, I don't have something that's really going to blow your audience's mind. Okay. I've got something for you. All right. So okay. uh, uh, whenever a deal is won, you know, sales have done their part. You've got a new client. There's a contract come in. Um, they input the data in, into some type of form. We actually use Rank Rangers API to automatically open a campaign. Oh, check that we out. Assigned a, we assign that campaign a project manager. Uh, we send all the relevant data, emails, onboarding. Whatever, everything is, 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 you know, automated up to the point when you need to, you know, have like use your mind, like doing keyword research and whatever. Um, so basically there, there's one thing people need to, to get out of this. You can pretty much automate whatever you can make your emails go, you know, and be printed using your fax machine for whatever reason you need it to do it. You can have people, um, okay, we've been at this expo and I've had people come over to our station and they just gave us their um, URL. We ran it to Google's uh, page speed and mobile friendly APIs. And in a couple of like a minute and a half, they got uh, how friend, mobile friendly the website is, their speed scores. Um, the top leading organic keywords and search volumes, and all of that has been generated into a PDF using Zapier and Google Docs API. So basically, you can do whatever you want to do. You just need to be creative. So we're saying technical SEO is technical. SEO is about numbers. Tools are technical. Yeah. But you need to be creative in order to be successful. At it. You always, you can you you need that balance left brain right brain there's no way around it exactly exactly okay so serious questions are over I have this little gimmick that I do hey. now you know exactly what I'm gonna do but if I you're know. a new listener it's called optimize or disavow it so it's where I'm gonna give you either two really good choices and you have to choose one good choice and throw a really good choice into the garbage or you have to choose between really bad choices and you have to you know choose a really bad choice which you don't want to do. So this is a not the LML version of optimize it or disavow it. There's no in-betweens. It's zero-sum. I mean, of course, you can say it depends. That's a classic SEO answer, but uh, we discourage that in this for this segment. But you can. So your options are you either have, since we're talking about automation and tools, you have a, you know the, the godsend of all SEO automation tools, which is, of course, Rank Ranger, but um, <laughs> I have to say that. Um, or you have a really good SEO person on your team. You can't have both. Do you choose the uh, person or the machine? All right. All right. So, so this and you, is, but keep this in mind, is, by the way, your team members might be listening. 
they they will be <laughs> and they will be scared yeah uh it's a three question of course because some SEO people I know are definitely tools so <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's answer. The criteria <laughs> you want to name any names no no <laughs> they will be listening um but but honestly I take a brilliant mind over a tool on any given day no oh, cool so, nice you yeah. went in the direction I didn't I would have thought you would have gone tool I'm not you know a bog I'm not trying to assimilate uh, you the yeah. resistance is futile it is futile but uh no no brilliant minds are the ones that actually come up with come up with what you need to do with the tools with those great uh, amazing ideas that save time with those processes that change your professional life tools are just tools and tools in the wrong hands they're just you know another expense that I couldn't agree with you more. Have all the things you said today? I couldn't agree with you more on that one. I agree with you on everything else. Also, don't don't get me wrong. What about what about the cat? The cat? No, no I'm not, I'm a dog person, so I'm with you on the cat also. Great. Okay. Yeah, no, we're we're good with the cat. There are too many cats where I live anyway. So ah, uh, enough cats. Yeah. All right, Nati, thank you so much for coming on. That was amazing. That was one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. And we're gonna have to really? have you on again. Yeah, that was great. Well, you definitely will. I'll be um, dropping off by your your guys's place uh soon so oh. we'll have yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'll make sure yeah, i'm there yeah yeah so thank you for having me in i i i was excited to be on you know i worked on on, on what i'm going to say up until 3 a.m and whatever but really you, wow. yeah yeah i don't want you to lose any sleep over the podcast i i wouldn't i would have lost sleep anyway okay. because i don't sleep but yeah, you know thank you and i can't wait to listen to it and be totally bummed out by my voice. That's okay. Traffic session. Each and every and... week I'm bummed out as well. So, <laughs> And that it's been great. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. And we are back to your regularly scheduled in search SEO podcast. Regularly scheduled has double meaning today. If you heard our first segment, <laughs> holy crap. Okay. Um, but, by the way, I forget. I'm not going to go into the holy crap thing. No, 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 no. Go into... no, no, you have no, to. No, you know, okay. You ever watch Everyone Loves Raymond? Everybody loves Raymond. I think one episode. <sighs> Fra- Peter Boyle, who played Frankenstein in um, Mel Brooks's, um, oh my title is on the t- oh. my young Frankenstein. Okay. He's Frankenstein. He was the the father. Ah, the father. The yeah. Father. Oh, and this is, that was his line. Holy crap! I love that line. <laughs> I love that show. <gasps> okay. Helps to be from Long Island. <laughs> okay. He's really funny, Nutty. No. Ah, yeah. Okay, by the way, I, last week I totally trolled him on the show. <laughs> if you remember, I quoted him mm-hmm. in a tweet and said he's a major baseball fan. I remember. He hates baseball. Oh, really? Yes, I totally trolled him <laughs> on the show. I used our show to troll him. I genuinely thought you found, like, you know, no, no, I didn't. I know, I fooled everybody. <laughs> and he actually he went on Twitter and said, no, you, if you heard the show and it's not true, I don't like baseball. Oh. It's great. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah, he hates baseball. And is it wrong to use a podcast to pull pranks? I don't think so. No, it was funny. Okay, good. Either way, love you, Nati. Thank you for coming on. Per usual, this brings us into our Rank Ranger community question. Now we're back on, on schedule. Right. Take it away. What is the one thing you wish SEO automation would do that it, it currently does not? Yes, and that might be a sort of self-serving question because that we can take your answers and incorporate them to Rank Ranger. Right. right. But, good luck, Morty. But... We love to hear what you have to say, regardless of the unaltruistic element to that. Right. Um, by the way, okay, before we move on, last week, last week we asked you a big one. Feature snippets. 
Everyone goes crazy. Here. As soon as I hear the word feature snippet, I totally tune out, by the way. But yeah, I whatever. <laughs> we asked you, how big of a role should feature snippets play in your SEO strategy? My personal take before I offer... No, guys, come on. Seriously? As if... As if you know, I'm going to go to the other people first because one, <laughs> one of the people actually hit on this point. Oh, yeah. All right, first up, and you will please forgive me if I botch pronouncing this name. I'm very sorry. It used to happen to my students all the time. Okay, I'll tell you a funny story. There was oh, yeah. one student that me and another teacher, we couldn't figure out what the last name was. <laughs> okay. okay? Or last name or first name. Well, I forget what it was. Yeah, it was a first name. We couldn't, we, we couldn't oh, figure no. it out. Okay. I could have. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to botch it. I really felt bad about. I. I was very self conscious. I really felt bad about botching the kids' names. <laughs> so for the whole year, I called her by her last name, Miss Bird. I, heard, I remember her last name till oh, this day. Really? Yeah. Miss Bird, please answer number three. <laughs> was, that's a terrible thing to do. It is. I, I didn't want to embarrass her. Okay, I didn't want to embarrass myself to be honest. Okay, so John, John Emovoda, that's on Twitter. E M O. A V W O D U A underscore John with an H. He said, We all seem to be fighting for spot one, meaning we all can't win spot one, which is kind of what I wanted to bring up. Do you really, first off, do you really think no one else is doing SEO? I'm going to get the feature submit because <laughs> I'm the only one doing SEO. Everyone else sucks. No, everyone else is doing the same thing. Right. right? So wake up. Um, my other point, since we're talking about my points, Boy, am I narcissistic. You are. Oh, maniac. boy. That's right. Me and, right. Me and Stalin. <laughs> um, is It doesn't really align to what Google's doing going forward. Um, we talked about this in the podcast previously about the the value of deeper content versus snippet content. So right. listen back to that past episode. Right, right, right. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, by the way, David Dennis on LinkedIn. I couldn't find his Twitter account. David Dennis on LinkedIn. He also weighed in and he said, given the way that the SERP is going and how it is dominated by paid snippets, Q&A, and maps, I think I have to try for these, but, meaning feature snippets when he says these, but old school, more technical SEO is still super important. So thank you, Dennis. Or Mr. Dennis. David Dennis. Two first (laughs) names. Always messes me up. Um... So please weigh in with your answers to this week's question so we can feature you yeah. on this podcast. You know, that means now that we're done here. No. The news. <laughs> so much news. Big week for news up here. You must uh, be happy. Thrilled. Thrilled. Okay, then. <laughs> here it is up here with the news. As reported by, wait for it. Us, way to go, Morty. Titles on desktop desktop SERP are about five characters shorter. What do you mean characters? It's about pixels. <laughs> every time, every time I post something about the the change in title characters, yeah, some yo-yo goes. Oh, it's about <laughs> pixels. <laughs> yo-yo. This case, it was Ari Roth. Ari, you're listening. I, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know it's pixels, but no. if I say yeah, they changed the number of pixels, no one's going to know what in the world anyone is talking about. This is an old debate. Everyone uses characters <laughs> right. because otherwise you don't, no one knows. Mm-hmm. So we're using characters. We're going live with characters. Thank you, Morty. You're welcome. Okay. Google has put an end to what it calls self-serving reviews. You can no longer use schema to have the ratings reviews that appear on your own site show it as part of a uh, rich result on the SERP. To quote Google... Reviews that can be perceived as self-serving 
aren't in the best interest of users. We call reviews self-serving when a review about Entity A is placed on the website of Entity A. Right. So that's, it's for real. People are calling it Starmageddon <laughs> because... <laughs> that's a good that's one, right? Cute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as I, our feature tracker that I plugged earlier in the show, that's why I plugged this tool earlier in the show. It's amazing. There's always a connection to what I plug. Right. Yeah. Um, showed a nice decline in both the number of page one SERPs that contain a review at all and the average number of sites showing worth reviews on the SERP. So it has a, this has had a major impact on what or the number of reviews showing up on the SERP. Right. Let's move on. Let's. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, it is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Okay, good. Google yeah. has launched key moments in a video. Appearing within a, within a video card, the feature is a carousel of the subtopics discussed in a video. Users can click on a subtopic to move to that spot within the video shown. So this is really cool. It is. It is very cool. And what's also really cool about it is that Google... How does Google know? Like, you ever see a feature snippet and it starts, you, you do a query, you know how to tie a tie, maybe you get a video, and the feature snippet starts you off in the middle of the video. So how does it do that? The transcript, okay? What Google's done here is taken a look at the YouTube transcript and, and machine, I'll call it, make the machine learning the hell out of it. Say, so, okay, this part is about this. This part is about that. And they created topics through their, I'll call it their entity understanding, that sort of thing, their abilities, and they've created subtopics within the video. At three minutes in, we, the video talks about this topic. At four minutes in, this topic. And now you can jump from topic to topic. That's so That cool. is very cool. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, lastly, Search Console gets some new data. A new report shows your errors within your structured data with a specific segment for breadcrumbs. Yeah, by the way, I've noticed my own keywords that I track. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of like movement with breadcrumbs. Google's like testing these keywords with breadcrumbs, then three days later taking breadcrumbs away from them. A lot of weird stuff going with breadcrumbs lately. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I couldn't care less. Yeah, I go vault. <laughs> go vault. Come on. To quote my grandmother, uh, I go vault. Oh my God. You're kidding. I don't care. You're, it's an SEO podcast. You have to care. Okay, I care. I care. We're doing it live. Um, <laughs> into the home stretch. Into the home stretch up here. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yeah. Stay focused. Stay focused. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sapir. What fun do you have for us today? Oh, no. As we jump into our fun SEO send-off question. Okay, this week we're asking... What are we asking? What are we... You, <laughs> this is like... This episode is off the rails. It's off the rails. It's off the rails. We're, going, we're doing it live. Okay, this week we're asking. Since not, we're, you are asking. We are asking. I'm you're going to take some responsibility for this. I take no responsibility for this. For this lousy question. What you say. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So since we're, you know, going on vacation. Oh, good segue. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. This week we're asking where would Google go for, you know, for Google's vacation? Oh, good question. Yeah. And where would they go? I think North Korea. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell goes to North Korea? Are you what? sadistic? Listen, if Google would like to take a vacation, mm -hmm. you know, they just, they won't, 
they just want to, you know, be away from the internet and oh, be as isolated. That's good. I like that. You know, yeah. So you just have a Korea thing because you spend a lot of time yes, in South Korea. That's true. So let's just say I'll say <laughs> that Google likes to appear as great taste and go to South Korea. Why South Korea? South Korea has like the best internet, you know. Oh. Uh, so I don't speed, have. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I totally forgot about this week's question. <laughs> I just it, I, ever since we ever, wow, I feel so you know flattered. Ever since I threw this, ever since I, I threw the, uh, the, the the summary programming of this podcast okay, so in the garbage, we're doing it live. We're doing answer, it live. answer the question. We're doing it live you know, spontaneously. Wow, it's my, the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. Okay, why? Because Google is mysterious. <laughs> And it wants to do mysterious things. It's so stupid that it's funny, you know? Right. Yeah. Shady, mysterious, Bermuda Triangle. You never disappoint. And hang out with like Amelia answers. Earhart. Yeah, I, I, that was truly on the fly. <laughs> okay, folks. Again, we are back with some great guests, Michelle Robbins, Jason Barnard, Matt Giovinozzi. Did I say that right? Who knows? Uh, on <laughs> November 5th. November 5th, we are back with a fresh episode of the Insurance SEO Podcast. If you miss us too much, you can check out our previous 45 episodes and <laughs> bask in our old glory. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget it's been in search because we're all in search of something. Thank you. See you on November 5th. <laughs>